I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Hello, and welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the only podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time. I'm Sam Van Haren, assistant editor at Talk Film Society and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I'll be your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, I guess and I will discuss a film from his filmography, which uh, I'm going through in chronological order. On this episode, we will be discussing 1988's The Night Before. The movie was directed by Tom Eberhardt and written by Eberhardt and Gregory Sherrick. It stars Keanu Reeves, Lori Laughlin, Teresa Saldana, and Trinidad Silva. Uh, before diving in, I'd like to welcome my guest, L.B. Bargeron, from the Get a Clue podcast. How's it going, L.B.? Hey, Sam's going good. Uh, so I always like to uh, ask my guests uh, when they're for, for their first time on uh, what they think of Keanu Reeves' career and uh, the man in general. Uh, so what do you think about Keanu? Well, um, you know how people get really possessive about their celebrity crushes, like oh, my boyfriend Michael Shannon's in this movie, <laughs> or you know something like that. Right. Um, I think people may try to do that with Keanu, but it's just impossible to do that because he is literally everyone's boyfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, exactly. so the best, <laughs> yeah, the best thing that we can do is just accept that and then form some kind of super crush fan club. Uh, uh, maybe a, a, a cult of Keanu, if you want to take it that sure, far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but definitely just a, a collective of all of us who, make Keanu scrapbooks and draw hearts around his face and stuff like that. Like, th this is how I feel about Keanu. I don't know about you, but... Um. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I've had uh, other guests, uh, you know, where uh, said that they feel like they've been Keanu fans since, you know, the beginning, and they feel a little possessive. But like you said, it's <laughs> kind of... I feel like most people feel like that. It's either... People either don't like him, and I don't... I'm not fans of those people, but and then there's the people that are like... Yeah, the cult of Reeves. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how, I mean, uh, he has this reputation of being a bad actor or something, or, you, you know, a lot of people try to dismiss him, but mm -hmm. he's really not a bad actor at all, as we all know. Right. Um, and really, he's just a simply great individual. Like, I could not name a more humble Hollywood mm -hmm. star. Right, and I keep, you know, as wa as I'm watching through, uh, you know, his movies mostly in chronological order, it's like, uh, I feel like a lot of people, m most of them have seen, like, you know, two or three movies with him, mm -hmm. and they even if they like the movies, they're like, oh, he's just, he's always playing the same, you know, uh, thing. He's either being, uh, people, you know, he, his Bill and Ted impress, you know, it, pe people yeah. think that that's him, right? Like, but right. It's, it's really not, and so... 
I think, you know, if you look at that movie, it's like, that's a performance. Uh, and he, yeah, I feel like it's, it's a complete, uh, myth that he's a bad actor in my opinion, but yeah, totally, totally. He so, a, oh. yeah, go ahead. I know. I was just going to say that he has such a wide range of roles that he's taken over the years. And this movie that we're talking about came from back when he was an actor, not a movie star. Right. You know, and so he was able to take more roles like this one where he plays this kind of adorable guy. Um, And then also the more serious stuff, like you mentioned, um, you know, stuff like River's Edge or Private Mm Idaho, like those types of things. So, yeah unfair criticism to Keanu Reeves anytime anybody ever says he's a bad actor. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, with The Night Before, uh, I hadn't seen this movie before, but I know uh-huh. that you have. Uh, uh-huh. So, were, are you a fan of this movie? I am. And, you know, a lot of people have not seen this movie, and the thing is, it's not very readily available. It's there, really not, no. Yeah, there's a DVD release, but it's a full-screen DVD, and who wants to watch a full-screen DVD? Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, I don't know, maybe somebody will, will pick this movie up and, and put it out, because it's worth watching. Yeah, because I, I had to get it on, I got it on iTunes, rented it on iTunes, and it was, uh-huh. uh, it was, it's like a, v, it was basically VHS quality, Yeah, but a little, you know, a little bit sharper than that, but still... You know, but it was still, I still enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's kind of, with this and uh, also with uh, Youngblood, they were both kind of iffy quality when I watched it. They're kind of actually, in, you know, it's like, I feel like if I were to watch this for the first time on a VHS, it's like, kind of, I've enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So it's just kind of an interesting way to watch it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for those uh, who don't know, which is, again, most people, because it's hard to get, uh, the night before, uh, Keanu plays... Uh, Winston Connolly, uh, a teen who wakes up in an alley uh, in a tux with no memory of what happened or how he got there. Uh, and it's basically a kind of a proto hangover, like where he's mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, he wakes up and he slowly starts to uh, remember what happened um, to him. Uh, and I, I have to laugh, you know, this movie, you know, Keanu's playing like he's supposed to be this unpopular geeky guy right and uh sure like okay <laughs> yeah that's believable <laughs> uh yeah because he's the, and he's not like which i'm glad they didn't do anything to make him like a stereotypical geek or whatever but like mm-hmm. at the same time he's he's like you know he's still keanu so it's like okay i, I guess we'll go along with that uh <laughs> but yeah basically the uh, the idea of this uh majority of the movies told like through flashbacks like he mm-hmm. uh you know he'll for example he burns his uh lip on uh coffee and then he remembers having you know doing the same thing uh that morning uh so that what we find out later is that basically uh the he's going to the prom with uh the popular uh most popular girl in school played by uh Lori Laughlin she plays Tara mm-hmm. uh Tara Tara, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fancy pronunciation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically she lost a bet with her best friend uh, to go on a date with the unpopular uh, geek. Uh, the vice president of the astronomy club. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, yeah, and that's, they keep coming back to that, like, uh, how could she want to date this guy? He's the astronomy, you know, but... <laughs> Again, it's still Keanu. So this is a very—I was not expecting this kind of movie when I 
uh, you know, first heard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I thought it was just going to be a, you know, eighties prom comedy, but it's very. It gets kind of dark. It's pretty dark. Uh, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, really tongue in cheek and over the top, broad comedy. So it was kind of an odd, you know, combination. But it, it works for the most part. Right. It's a love story. It's an unconventional love story, but it is absolutely not a rom com. You know, um, this falls into the genre of movies that the sub sub genre of like all nighters. You know, mm-hmm. um, right. there's uh, After Hours, Miracle Mile. Into right. the night, like, like mm-hmm. all those movies, and this one specifically even takes place in Los Angeles. A lot of them take place in Los Angeles. Yep. Um, so it's very unconventional and and interesting, and I really love that it is nonlinear because that keeps you intrigued. You know, like right. you you are figuring out what has happened to Winston mm-hmm. along with him, and that's one of the most fun parts of the movie. Yeah, and it's really interestingly edited because, like, he'll you know, it's not like just the traditional flashback. Like, it, uh-huh. he like he's wandering through the you know the uh, uh, crappy part of uh, L.A. and he's like, uh, you know, so, so like, and interesting things trigger his uh, flashbacks. Like he'll yeah. like he sees like a graffiti that says uh, I can't remember exactly what it says, but like uh, people take chances or something, and then he flashes back to remembering. Uh, how they got there. Uh, yeah. But then at the same time, it's also, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not really a rom-com, but it is, it's definitely a comedy. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, really goofy in places like, uh, there's a part where, uh, Keanu like gets, uh, Winston gets a, uh, like a magnet for, uh, for, <laughs> yeah. for a gift. And then his compass in his car gets screwed up. And so that's how they end up. Uh, on the wrong side of town. Um, and then <laughs> that's, it a, that's a good edit, yeah. too, where, where yeah. she says the wrong side of the, and then it cuts to the railroad tracks. Right. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Laurie Laughlin, uh, she's interesting. I like her performance in this. Like, she, they never, uh, there's not, like, a hard switch where she's, like, suddenly, uh, you know, nice to him. Like, it's very, yeah. she's, she's still uh, true to her character of being kind of the, <laughs> stuck up uh popular kid um and uh she was actually one of my Lori Laughlin was one of my early uh crushes because of uh Full House well yeah so it's interesting yeah. to see yeah um before that so I've always liked her because okay so my name's LB but that's really a nickname my my real name is Lori and I had never actually met anyone else in my life named Lori until I was you know older um mm-hmm. and you know, growing up watching stuff like Full House and uh, actually the movie Back to the Beach, which she's in, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, I, I always loved watching her because I was like, her name's Lori, too. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Um, which also very interesting tidbit about her career. She was cast originally to do the role that Brooke Shields did in the Blue Lagoon. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, so then you have Lori Brooke, which is actually my name. So anyway, that's just something that tickles me only. I'm the only person. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, but she, uh, and she's, you know, she looks great in this movie. Uh, but then, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, uh, so basically, uh, it takes a really dark turn, which I was not expecting. Because the majority of this movie is that, 
uh, he act, Winston accidentally sells Tara to a pimp. Like that's right, the, that's right. the inciting incident <laughs> of the movie. Uh, this movie is interesting because it is the rich white person's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like um, they end up going to a really seedy part of Los Angeles on right. by mistake. Mm-hmm. All these like really crazy things start happening to them. They they go to a bar called the Rat's Nest where George Clinton and his band are playing. Yep. Um, Winston gets drugged by Tiny Lister. Um, <laughs> like all all these things start happening to them, and yeah, he's he's like basically roofied, and he ends up selling Tara into uh, prostitution, mm-hmm. and eventually white slavery. Right. So, um, th- this movie, I would say is well i don't want to call it problematic you know how people look back at movies now and they're like oh that's problematic like i don't like to say that word because Mm -hmm. um it i I think the connotation of it is a little bit more um nuanced than people like to think about right but um so i wouldn't call this movie problematic but it's uh definitely a time and a place Yep, sort of yep, thing exactly. you know yeah. like the treatment of minorities in this is a little iffy right but I mean, it's, it's nothing to get your you know it's nothing to get your panties in a wad about right i mean yeah there's there's shots of like like right when they get to the other the cd part of town there's like immediately shot like they pull up next to a uh you know a couple of latino gang mm-hmm. or you know uh guys in a car and they like immediately start getting really nervous and like that's yeah but yeah, like yeah, at yeah. the same time i mean so it is it's a little it's it's iffy but then at the same time like that's the way she's reacting because she's this privileged uh you know stuck she's a girl. she's a young yeah. republican right right exactly <laughs> yeah he says like she's a member of the young republicans uh, as a line in the movie yeah but uh yeah so uh, they get to the bar. Yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing uh, Tiny Lister in this. Uh, that was funny. I uh, wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, yeah, he's from you know he's been in uh, Jackie Brown and uh, Fifth mm-hmm. Element, and he's a he's always a fun character actor to see pop up right. in a movie. And, uh, also, there's one part where he gets uh, attempted, like he gets mugged, uh, and one of the act he's a character actor. Um, Ned Bellamy, he's been in stuff like Being John Malkovich, Saw, Django Unchained. He's one of those that guy actors. Like if you look him up, mm-hmm, you'll remember. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and so that was fun. this movie's kind of populated with those kind of uh, character actors, which is always fun to see. Mm-hmm. Trinidad Silva is really fun in this too. Um, yeah, he, he plays he, he plays mm-hmm. the pimp Tito. Yep. Um, this was well. You may know him from the movie UHF. I think it's the most famous thing he did. He was yeah. Raul, the animal mm-hmm. lover, and you know, if, uh, unfortunately, he he died in a car crash while filming UHF. So uh, that that's a sad note. But yeah. uh, he does a really great job in this film as Tito. And what I find really intriguing about Tito is he reminded me a lot of Peter Falk. Like he was kind of <laughs> ch- channeling Columbo if Columbo yeah. was not a detective and actually a pimp. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really funny. Um, one thing about Trinidad Silva, though, just really quick, is he is, well, he's he was born in the area of Texas that I live in. So there are two very famous people from uh, Mission, Texas, and that is Trinidad Silva and also Tom Landry. So (laughs) there you go. If you're a King of the Hill fan, 
Perfect. Come to Mission, come to Mission Texas. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the uh, basically he sell you know they they end up at this bar uh, and he uh, it's unclear. I think it's either he gets either the bartender drugs him or it's just that he's never had alcohol before. It's kind of <laughs> right. Clear. But right. either way, he's. <laughs> I mean, he starts hallucinating, so I guess that you have to think that's a little bit <laughs> right. Him, but. Right. There's a really silly scene where he's in the women's bathroom. Yeah, and he finds a pair of sunglasses like, on the <laughs> uh, sink, and he starts like pretending like it's a person. He's like shooting him and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. And then he like realizes it, he's there's this great shot where he like looks over at the tampon dispenser, and he's like. Oh, and then <laughs> pretends that he's yeah. blind to get out of there. Uh, yeah, yeah. This movie's yeah. full of where they're just randomly uh, brought, but it's it's enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Teresa Saldana, uh, she was in Raging Bull. Um, mm-hmm. She plays a prostitute named Rhonda, uh, you know, warns him to, and then she kind of befriends uh, Winston. She thinks he's this, you know, kind of cute dork in the wrong part of town, and she just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know... Not she's not quite uh, hooker with a heart of gold, but she's uh, you know because she isn't uh, she she just ignores you know she's not actively trying to help him, but at the same time she like but uh, she does a good job in this. She's fun, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's this great part where uh, yeah George Clinton plays you know is the ba- is the uh, band leader uh, of the movie uh, of the Rat's Nest, yeah. uh, and actually he made some original songs for this movie, which is. Uh, pretty cool, uh, but then there's a part where uh, Winston jumps up on stage, uh, and then uh, and then this is kind of cool. Uh, it's actually out of even the flashbacks are out of order, which was kind of cool, uh, at least in this instance where mm-hmm. he like gets kicked out by calling Tito dumb, uh, yeah. and then that's where we realize that's where he was uh, when he got knocked out. Uh, and then it's funny that the guy, so like the first person he sees is actually. Uh, Tito, we don't know that until uh, the end of the movie, but right. that was a because there, there's a guy that we think is Tito, but he think maybe think he's like referring to himself in the third person, but mm-hmm. it's just that he's he's not doing that. So yeah, there's this great. Uh, I like this uh, when he's talking to Rhonda to try to figure out where uh, Tara went, uh, and he says, you know, she's not a hooker in the first place, and then uh, she says, why did you sell her to Tito? And there's uh, Keanu has this great moment where he's like. I got the feeling it's not the last time I'm going to be asked that question. <laughs> right, right, because her dad's the chief of police or, or something like that. Right, right, yeah, there's this great scene where, you know, this, like, uh, when he goes to pick her up, they have the classic, he shows, her dad shows him his gun collection, you know, like, I'll murder uh-huh. you if you uh, <laughs> yeah. do something. And then, right. It's, and I thought maybe, like, I didn't think it was actively going to become where she's very close to being sold uh, to Morocco, you know, to a... Uh, into sex slavery. Um, so that's, you know, bigger stakes than I was expecting. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, there's a scene where uh, Keanu is calling the father <laughs> yeah. at a payphone, and he uh, pre- is pretending to be Tara's best friend. Lisa, Le- yeah. Le- yeah. Lisa. Mm-hmm. And that scene reminds me so much of Ted Theodore Logan. Yep. And I'm wondering, do you see much of Ted in this character? Uh, some parts, yes. Uh, not quite as much as, like, uh, in... I mean, in River's Edge, he's playing a little bit of a... He's not a full Ted character, but, like... But I see some 
in this and even in Permanent Record where he's like where it's a very serious movie but there's parts where he's being kind of goofy uh, mm-hmm. there there are some uh, mirrors of Ted for sure like you can see where he went full, obviously with Ted that you know you go full into it but <laughs> right he's full Ted yeah yeah um, uh, so yeah he uh, finally you know he, when uh, he finally finds out uh, basically, Tara gets sold a bunch of different pimps for a while. Like she, like when Tito finds out uh, she's the cop's daughter, he sells her off to a bald guy who said that he'd pay twice as much, and then uh, he gets sold to Fat Jack, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> which is again like. Uh, and then he finally, there's this part where he like, uh, or Rhonda tells him that he's more together than he knows, like to Winston. So, and Winston starts kind of like. You know, uh, he starts off very unsure of himself and actively mm-hmm. getting lost, at, you know, for the right. compass. And, right. uh, and then, I mean, but he's never, but he doesn't become like a, he's not like an action hero or anything by any means. He's still like a bumbling uh, junior in high school, but at the same time, he starts, you know, thinking on his feet and uh, like he buys a gun lighter uh, to start yeah. threatening people. Uh, and then, so he finally finds her, uh, ch- you know, handcuffed to a bed uh, in this seedy motel. You know, it's a sex motel. Uh, but, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then uh, there's this great, like, uh, he hides in the bathroom. Uh, Fat Jack comes in. starts like They start, like, both kicking the door down because uh, mm-hmm. the doorknob falls off. And uh, But then, like... Uh, Jack goes straight through the floor of the hotel, so like that's how bad this uh, motel is, and uh, yeah. lands in Rhonda's uh, apartment. And there's this great line where she says, uh, "You know, you fi- you're just trying to relax, and uh, someone drops a fat guy on you." Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then so for the rest of the movie, she's handcuffed to this. Uh, Tara Tara's handcuffed to this uh, bedpost, which is actually what the poster of the movie uh, is a little bit where except it's I think Keanu's handcuffed to it in the poster but that's just because he's right. like dealing with it uh, <laughs> he's handcuffed to the situation right <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically uh, yeah and there's this there's this fun montage where he's like uh, he pays this uh, gardener guy to drive him around town looking for uh, Tara and he's like and then he uh, so it's kind of him realizing that he does he ha- he can t- he can handle uh, the situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this great. Uh, he like comes in and sees her on the bed, and he says, "Do you have the key?" And she's just like, <laughs> "Yes." And that's why I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her attitude the entire time, like you said earlier, she doesn't really. Uh, she has a very steady attitude, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say bitchy, but like kind of, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of smart alecky towards right. him. And uh, it's really charming the way she does it. Yeah, there's this like, uh, she, you know, he says, uh, do you have anything to wear? And she says, just a tube top and a mini skirt. And then she's like, tube tops are out and the skirt is vinyl. Like, you know, so <laughs> right. She, yeah. So she doesn't, even though she's about to get sold into white slavery, she, uh, <laughs> still has that attitude um which is great uh and like she even starts to there's a moment where she starts to soften a little bit and then she like then he outs that he uh sold her and that 
the expression on her face shifting from like I'm about maybe I like this guy to like utter rage is really uh, <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, and she like uh, and there's this, he says uh, you sold she's like you sold me to a guy named Tito for fifteen hundred dollars and he's like I only got thirteen hundred. So it's like, <laughs> That uh, negotiation process is very frustrating. <laughs> Where the guy would, um, you know, say fifteen hundred, and then he'd come back with sixteen, and then they'd go up to two thousand or whatever. And then for some reason, they start going backwards. Like right. Winston, Winston doesn't realize that he's going like down instead of up, right. and it's just really frustrating and hilarious. And he's so happy about it too, like that he just made this really amazing deal, which he absolutely did not. Right, he didn't realize that he he thought he was just like, I guess just that this guy was just going to give him money, like <laughs> right or something, because <laughs> he didn't actively know. Uh, so then they uh, wander out uh, onto the street, um, and okay, so earlier on, everyone keeps telling him that. Uh, Tito's looking for him. He'll be on Beacon Street at sunrise to kill him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then they, uh, she, uh, Rhonda realizes what time it is, tries to tell them, and then she kind of just gives up and goes back inside. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. These aren't, it's, just not, it's not her problem. Um, and then, so of course, they wind up right where they shouldn't be. Uh, and then, yeah, this is where the reveal that Tito's actually this short funny guy that they uh that he first met um and then winston you know pulls out his lighter uh which she thinks is a real gun she's like you know where'd you get that gun uh and then and then so like earlier on his car got stolen and of course this is one of those movies where the guy who stole his car pulls up right next to them when they're Mm -hmm. about to die uh and then there's this really big fun car chase uh where you know Winston's now a badass like yeah action hero <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a really madcap scene it reminds me of um, like the end of a Landis movie or something oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> where everything just starts becoming really madcap and and crazy and people are driving into chickens and stuff right <laughs> chicken cages and yeah all that good stuff <laughs> and they go you know run and drive right into the sewers and uh, and. And there's, like, you know, they get away by hiding behind a building as the, mm. you know, Tito drives by. Uh, <laughs> and then, so the final scene in the movie is they uh, they go to Lisa's house, and there's this great, like, uh, Lisa's, like, uh, just saying, this this wasn't really part of the bet. You're supposed to go to the proms so people would see you. Uh, and so she, like, doesn't realize what they you know, gone through. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she's, like, explaining it to, and then she's, like, you were sold to a pimp, and then they said, uh, you know, Fat Jack was the blimp. <laughs> and they're right. like, Fat Jack was more of a white slavery guy, white, right, Winston? <laughs> like, that's the, okay. that's the right. casualness of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of make light of the whole thing. As a, you know, a lighthearted movie about uh, sex trafficking. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, and then there's, it's a classic, it's almost, you know, it's a little bit uh, Ferris Bueller, the way that they have to, like, just... They just barely get away before her dad, you know, pulls in and uh, sees the... There's just, like... So, and somehow she gets a dress on while still handcuffed to the <laughs> right. uh, bedpost. But, okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that's pretty much uh, the movie. Uh, 
Yeah, and I don't know. Do you have anything else that uh, you want to talk about before we to this um, movie? I I think maybe we covered everything actually. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, this is pretty, you know, it's a it's a ninety minute movie. It's not it's exactly as long as it needs to be. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no fat at all on it, um, which is nice. Uh, you know, it's probably eighty five minutes, uh, not including credits. So uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's exactly like you don't. You're not sitting there just waiting it, waiting for it to be over. It's it's uh, your attention is great throughout the entire thing. Yeah, so I'm again. I continually be surpri- being surprised by uh, Keanu's early movies. Um, like I, I I hadn't seen most of them, so uh, this is pretty. You know, I'm really besides Young Blood, which I didn't care for, but the other ones I've all <laughs> you know really. And he's only in again. We talked. 35 seconds of that movie but uh, (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah so for the most part i've you know really enjoyed watching these early movies which they're not perfect but they're you know solid uh versions of what they are and again always unexpected uh than what i was expecting from his early Mm -hmm. films but Mm -hmm. great uh so that does it for this uh installment uh before we go lb do you have any plugs at the for the fine people to find your stuff Okay, uh, I just started a new podcast discussing the films of Clue Gulliger, the uh, a beloved cult actor, much very much like your show here. But um, I do that with a guy named Mike, the Mike Thirty One on Twitter. If you'd like to check him out, um, that's a fun show. I also do a few other things, like I write about movies on occasion um, on Cinepunks.com so you should go to Cinepunks and, and check out the writing there. Not only mine, but everyone else's too, because they're all awesome. They are. <laughs> I have a couple of other podcasts, um, which maybe three people listen to, <laughs> but uh, those are called Got Me a Movie, which is also available on Cinepunks, but um, another one called Vincent Price's Laugh, where I discuss horror movies with my husband, Andrew. So um, you can check those all out on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Awesome. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks again for coming, LB. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Uh, join me next time for a chat about the Prince of Pennsylvania. Uh, Until then, keep being excellent to each other. See you next time. Bye!